Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my God! Trip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, uh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period starts. Right now. Welcome, one and all. Episode 38, Five for Fighting. Thank God we're not playing that fucking band song. <laughs> HSSKpod.com, High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast, the perfect blend. Hockey and professional wrestling with your pals, Rob and Dave. And there is a lot today. A lot of hockey, a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling, a lot of hockey, a lot of good stuff to get to. So, without further ado... Make sure you follow us on all of the social media and tell your friends, subscribe. And <laughs> That's at the end of the show. Okay. Jeez. Just you're just fast forward. Throwing, aren't it, you? throwing it quick. Yeah, yeah, really? All right. We don't have a crease to crease segment today because there is just a ton of hockey news <laughs> and <laughs> wrestling news. Tons of, and essentially right now, crease to crease is essentially we're waiting for the clock to tick down to Friday, June 21st for the. 2019 first round pick, the New Jersey Devils select. That's what we're waiting for, and then and then we can all go back to sleep. Well, if you go on some of the other Devil podcasts, what's it that Devils Insider, mm-hmm. Devils Daily, sorry, yeah, they're split. Where they're like, I don't know, you know, like it just it's just gonna suck to look across the river and see what you could have had. That's all they basically came down to. No. Look, yeah, okay. yeah. Look, because look. You, you look, you know, the the global spotlight of New York City, right? Totally outshines anything that's ever happened in New Jersey. Sure. So, are you essentially saying that that with Kapu Kaku going to the Rangers, it's almost like, oh my God, Kovalchuk to the Rangers, and then like you know, that's it. No, and I'm then saying we have to look at that every year, like after he would have come back from you know, and there there's going to be. A moment where the Devils play the Rangers, obviously, and like he's Kapu, gonna light us up. He's gonna light us up, mm-hmm. and it's the headline, and it, you know it's not gonna be on the back page because we're never on the hockey's never on the back page. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be something like you know, Kapu beats Hughes. You know, Hughes could have had like a goal and two assists, and Kapu scores two goals and gets a shootout winner. But he won the battle, according to that. Like it, that constant yeah. shine. Yeah. Like think about it, even when the Devils were were the one of the best teams in the league, it wasn't always like we weren't on the back page. We were the ones winning championships, going to Stanley Cup Finals. It was 
Oh, the Rangers got Bore. <laughs> right. Like yeah, that was the back. Yeah. Like we're going to the Stanley Cup Finals, but or the trade deadline. We're the number one team in the fucking league. Oh, but the Rangers got Eric Lindros. That that's the back page. Look, we're we're in our forties. We've gone through this enough. It's fine. Whatever. I, I, look, at the end of the day, you know what I want. I want the guy who's going to make our team better, our franchise better. Yeah, I, I don't, agree. And that's Hughes. Kapukaku can have his 100, 100 gold, you know, Gretzky-like career, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you look at the number of cups won, what are we up by yeah. two at this point? Well, the Rangers have four. We have three. Okay. All time. We're the 10th team. So, you know, you go Montreal. You go basically the original six, Montreal, Boston, mm. New Jersey, and then it goes, and the Devils are 10th. At the end of their careers, we'll figure it out. Yep. But what's best for Devils business is Hughes. What's best for score sheet business, Kaku. So Whoever Ray takes, I mean, he, he <clears throat> is fine with me. I mean, he made his, when everyone was telling us that we should take Nolan instead of Nico. Nico yeah. Well, it looks like we made out in that fucking deal. Absolutely. Because the from what I read, the Flyers are looking for a second line center because he's not ready to yet. take that role yet. After going into year three. Okay. Anyway, on to NHL news. Where to start? I don't know. We'll start at the top. How about that? Phil Kessel nixes trade deal to Minnesota, which is fine. He has a right to do. The only problem was the reason he gave is he doesn't think Minnesota is anywhere near a Stanley Cup championship but, caliber team. And I was listening to uh, something today, and that's the best thing that happened for Minnesota. Not that Phil Kessel no. is a bad player. He would probably do pretty well. I mean, that that's a good line if you can put, what is it, Koivu, uh, Parisi, and mm -hmm. Kessel together. One guy passes the puck, one guy shoots the puck, one guy goes hard to the net for the rebound. That's kind of the dream line you want to have. But it works out for Minnesota by not getting him because Kessel was attached to Jack Johnson. And Jack Johnson's got like another two years of like $6 million, and he sucks right now. So essentially Minnesota went... All right, cool. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, thank, you. You, thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. I was drinking. It was <laughs> Memorial Day. Let's go to UPS.com. Check this tracking number for the lifelong subscription of hot dogs but, to Pittsburgh. But Perfect. This is, this is this. First of all, for Minnesota, they were going to trade Jason Zucker and Victor Rask. Um, Jason Zucker, this is like the second time he's been part of a trade that yeah. was nixed at the last minute. Is it Jason Zucker? <laughs> I don't know. But Kessel has like a no trade list where it's, uh, I want to say there's like six or eight teams right. that he can, you know, basically say, no, you can't trade me there. Right. So I don't have my mic right now. There you go. Uh, other news, Slava Voinov has had his suspension reduced <sighs> from a full 82 games to 41 games, which means he can join the season uh, halfway through this year. And LA has already come out and said like, yeah, you're not coming back to us. I find it hard that any NHL team will take a chance on him. I, I, I think I tweeted this out on my personal account that there should be no hockey team, whether it be domestic 
or whether it be foreign, anything that should take this man's contract and do anything with it, trade for rights, nothing. Someone will take him. He's a good player. He's a right-handed defenseman. He's in his prime. Someone that plays in a non-traditional market you can't know. Can take you the swing. Take, uh. Like, you're not going to see him in Chicago. You're not going to see him in any city in Canada. But Arizona? I, I can't. Florida? I can't I can't disconnect the, the personal level or the moral level, let's put it that way, and the sport level. I, I can't, For this particular player, I cannot disconnect it to. Well, That's I'm working something. on my PR skills. Are so. you? Okay. What okay. oh, any let's say Florida takes them sure because you know Russians love Florida, they're just and the press is Russian got, to get there. Uh, but up on, <laughs> um, let's say that they. I'll see myself. Out. Yeah, there's the door. Uh, let's say that they, you know, the press comes out and says, "Well, how can you sign him with the outlash?" Go. We feel that he has paid his dues. He has served his suspension. He's going to do a lot in our community for domestic violence, uh, as well as the team. We are planning on donating X amount of money to shelters and everything. And we hope that this was in the past. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just I, I know. I know you're practicing. Hmm. You did very good. I, I, I just don't. I, I can't. For like a millisecond, I'm like, hmm. Do? Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. 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 Nope, nope. We don't do well with Russians. They just rushing to go home. Uh, mm-hmm. Another uh, news. <laughs> it seems like new ownership is ready to take over Arizona. Yay! And there's whispers that they're going to be moved to Houston. Boo! Because they cannot, they can't play. I believe they're playing in Glendale, mm-hmm. and they want to play in what's the other one? Scottsdale. Scottsdale. And that's where they want to build an arena. They were. At the beginning of last year, there was talk of them building an arena on Arizona State's campus. Okay. They were going to own and operate, and this college was going to get to use for their hockey team, which is D1 now and and whatnot, and that deal fell through. And now they're back to playing, you know, in the middle of nowhere, as I've heard that, you know, where the, the Coyotes play. Um Phoenix wasn't any good for them either. Right. There's a building waiting for them in Houston. They've already been moved to the central division. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's really just like Bettman yeah. is tick-tock, tick-tock. Like, all right, we're going to give you this year to figure out what the fuck is going on with your arena. Or you're going to be... Or I'm letting the guy take you wherever the hell you want Yeah, to go. you're going to be the Houston Arrows next year. The Houston Arrows? Nice. That's, can't can't go back to the Chiefs. No, they were the Arrows. Houston Arrows, very well, nice. We already have the Oilers, so mm. they can't be the Houston Oilers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They could be the Chiefs, though. No, no, it's right there. The Kansas names. City Chiefs. No. Oh yeah, that's the sensitivity. Let's be politically correct mm-hmm. again. Come on, PR skills. Mm-hmm. Oilers named Dave Tippett. Wait, wasn't Dave Tippett the head coach of the Seattle NHL Seattle's? Yeah, the, the Seattle <laughs> Coffee Cups. Uh. I think he didn't want to stick around and be the guy who has to hire the coach. I think he wanted to be the coach. For, for Seattle's yeah. team? So, and, so what? Did they put him in as an advisory role, but he was going to end up being the GM? 
Like he probably he was going to be some sort of like ranking. Maloney. But the thing is, like, I don't know how big of a decision maker he was going to be. Like, maybe he was going to be like, what should our colors be? What should our team be? Where should the seats like that's a fucking lot to put on a guy a who guy, yeah. basically has only been a coach and a player his whole life. So good luck in Edmonton because you've got a tremendous shit storm there. But one thing I don't understand is he got only three years. Is that a typical coach contract in the NHL? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, I think Hines only got... Was it a three? At first, I think he got a three-year deal, and then he signed the extension. Huh. I, I, for some reason, when I saw he got three years, I go, wow, they lowballed his ass. Is it one of those that he just wanted to get in his three years just in case when, like, you know, Seattle needs it, needs a coach, he could just go running back? Or I, I guess. Or huh. maybe it's just one of those, like, you've got three years to fucking captain this ship to at least on a right... Trajectory, you know, yeah. Can Dave Tippett do it? Well, it seems like him and Ken Holland are already fucking cleaning house. Yeah, they got rid of a couple. Uh, McTavish is coaching in Russia, and Paul Coffey was just let, got go. let go. Yeah. Um, it it seems like it's only a matter of time before Edmonton. They have to right their ship. They have to be a playoff team this year before Connor McDavid goes. Trade me. Well, Gretzky's been traded from here, and now I understand. <laughs> Um, do we have cap space? <laughs> do we? Not if we sign. Uh, if we get but you would, if if that became available, uh, like if he was one of those guys that they're like, all right, he's going to be available, you would see teams dump <laughs> everybody. Oh, you want Taylor Hall? All right, just give me like a sixth round pick. <laughs> and, and Taylor Hall's going, mm-hmm. I get it, but mm-hmm. good Lord, guys, come on. <laughs> Who's he going to play with? Well, he didn't play well with you the first time, so. Um, let's see what else. The Columbus let John Madden go. Yeah, and then there was obviously there's some chirping online going, Ray. No, that's not him. Now, if you were to turn around and go, Lou, Lou. <laughs> I would see it. But the Islanders aren't going to mess with anything they have right now. Um, I could see Madden going and being some junior coach in Canada or going to college, coaching I, in college you somewhere. Just, you just wonder why. Why he left? I mean, is it one of those he just didn't get a spot on the big team? Is it, or is he just done in wherever Columbus's farm uh, team is? Like, is if it... it's parting of ways, yeah, I want to say he's got something else on the cooker, you know, uh, like yeah. on on the on the fire. It's not just going to be like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm out. Gotcha. Or maybe he realized he's playing. I don't. I don't know where Columbus is. I think it's Lowell, Massachusetts. Maybe he got offered a college job. He was a college player. I don't think he's getting a Michigan job, but that's where he played. But now they the Michigan already went back to their old old school days by hiring a, a, their Fab Five guy for their college basketball team. Oh, so yeah, why why go back to hockey too? Is this the basketball podcast? No, oh. just <sighs> I could care less about basketball. I had to ask who was in the finals. <laughs> ask my brother-in-law. I think I think I know. I just, I just don't care. But anyway. It's the same team that's always in the finals. Oh, yeah. Well, and the Canadian team. And the Canadian team. Hey, look, hockey there you dying. Go. Hey, at least Toronto gets to see one fucking we... final. <laughs> Kuznetsov of the Washington. Washington Capitals. Last year, apparently a video uh, that's being that was recorded last year being dumped on the internet this year. Um, has him, an, uh, another male Russian, and some mysterious woman laying in bed. With huge cans. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, 
I don't, I don't know where they came from. Perhaps it came from a can, but a few lines mm-hmm. of it looked like dust. I, yeah, I, can't, I, I uh, couldn't tell if it was cocaine or dust or sugar. <laughs> sugar. But I've never. Maybe it was pixie sticks. Somebody spilled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, Who smashed the Smarties? <laughs> what was the the Dunkin' Dips? The ones where yeah. you get the little. <laughs> but he came out and said that you know. He is that's no part of it. He knew that he was in the wrong place and that he only sat down to show his friend a video and then left the room. Shut up. <laughs> I listened to that excuse. I'm like, bullshit. If you come out and you say, no, I knew, well, as soon as I knew it was bad, I was out. Your ass should not have even touched couch cushion. Well, apparently cocaine is a huge problem in the NHL. Uh, on the Puck Soup podcast, they talked about today that like, Somewhere close to 50% of the league does blow does it and the league doesn't they test But they don't discipline people for it. So it's kind of like we know what you're doing (laughs) and it's Dave Dave (laughs) Batman and it's Because if they had to no, I don't want to suspend everybody It would be wrong. This is not a laughing matter, but god damn you are good at this (laughs) So he he basically Let's came out, the Capitals came out, the league came out and all said that while he was in poor judgment for being in a situation, that situation, situation. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, when I was in college, I was in situations like that, mm-hmm. but this, I was I was really like Kuznetsov, if it's true, like I walked into my, you know, kids rooms and there's lines on the table like for me. I was like, holy shit, I've only seen that in movies and, <laughs> and TV. Like, that's where, real? Where, that, people where, really do this? Where's, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, from the gangster movie. Shit. No, oh, Henry Hill? No. Um, Ray Liotta? No, could be. No, shit. Um, that's Pacino. everybody we had, Karen! Pacino. Wasn't it Pacino? Uh, oh, uh, Scarface? Scarface. <laughs> Say hello, hello my little friend. <laughs> That's all I see. I, I think of Coke and I think of Al Pacino. Hoo-ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong movie. Yeah. <clears throat> so Bill Daly comes out and says that the CBA discussions are ongoing and continue with the NHLPA. Both sides have a September deadline to announce whether they're opting out in 2020. For the- is this, in your opinion, the fact that they're putting this out there, is this just words? Is it because I don't remember the last time the lockout happened? If this, if it started this way and it just took a dive, I can't see. I can't see any big changes that the players would want. I know the escrow is a big deal that they want it, and they want the the NHL to have more of the revenue sharing. Like right now, I think it's fifty fifty, and the league wants it to be like. 45-55 right. or 60-40, something like that. And the, the players don't want that. But, I, I mean, I think we discussed this earlier in, you know, our shows back in the, back in the teens where I, I don't think they're that far off. I just think it's, it's a tug of war. Like, we want the Olympics. Well, if you want the Olympics, then we want the revenue to be 60-40 because the NHL takes all of the risk, your owners, the player, you know, mm-hmm. the, the league, and we don't see any of the, the, the benefits of it because the IOC won't allow the NHL to have anything right. from it. 
So we're giving you what you want by being in the Olympics. On the other hand, you have to give us. And I think it's that tug of war right now. But I hope they don't lock out. I mean, I don't want to see another, you know, there's been in our lifetime, there have been three work delays. And they're all under Batman, right? Uh, yes, 95. <clears throat> and then the big one. The one that canceled the whole And year, there was right? one before that. There was one before 95. So it's... And I know we keep talking, or at least we mentioned it. It's like, you know, what kind? when Batman went in the Hall of Fame, it's like, how could you go in the Hall of Fame when you've had three work stoppages under your belt? And then the opposite side is, yeah, he had three, and they came back from each one of them, and the league flourished right, under yeah. each the, one of the them. The league has gone from being the number six sport to four or five. Four or five right? yeah. Also this week starting um, it, the, your your 20 minute um, quick date interviews with your potential draft picks in the, at the combine in Buffalo. The Devils yeah, released <laughs> their video. They had that big picture. It looks like he was in a Hollywood studio. <laughs> The fucking Jack Hughes, he's got a perfect light shining on his face. He's in a dark room. Is it? I mean, look, the only way, the only reason we can say this is because Kapu Kaku decided not to attend this, which is another discussion it's, we can have in a second. Yeah. But <laughs> if they were both there, I'm sure the video footage would be the same for both. But the fact that one's not there and one's getting the 100% of the shine, it so looks like they're taking Jack Hughes. It's just, there's no other thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to get their crack. Yeah, I think Ray even said in an interview that um, Amanda Stein did with him for uh, NHL.com was like, you know, the fact that he's not here, does it hurt? And he goes, no, well, like in a couple of days or whatever, I'm going to call his agent, I'm going to schedule a call, talk to him and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, we'll fly over. It's a good excuse to fly over to Finland. Mm. Um, but he's not there because Finland won the world championship. And he went home to celebrate because the whole fucking country was celebrating okay, with them. And it wasn't that he didn't want to. He goes, it was just the scheduling of everything. It would have been a lot for him to go from Finland on Saturday, hang out with all of them, party all day, get on a plane Sunday, and then the combine's Monday. And this combine is one of those... The fast, strength ones. Yeah, right. and so you're... <coughs> You are essentially hung over, whether it's whatever. Yeah, or jet lag. Or... And you're not going to perform. So your stock's going to drop from two to whatever because you can't do a 40-yard yeah, dash in four seconds. I don't think his stock is <laughs> dropping, though. But I don't know. To, to me, I look I look at that way and it's go, okay, yes, I understand. You you know, you know won your, your championship for your country kind of stuff, and it's great and important and stuff. But the other part of it, too, is, you know, this you you are now getting a big man's you know paycheck now. If I'm his agent, I would have told him to do the same thing. I would have said, it's a "You know where you stand. You're either yeah. going one or two. There's and, such a dramatic drop off after two. And and I think that he's also dropping like hints that like, hey Ray, it's not one of those like you know, well, it'd be nice to dra- draft number one. It's like Ray, you you pick me. Yeah. Well, like like he's like he's hinting at that stuff, and I'm sitting there going, slow down. Just well, Line, a, Line a said the same thing. These Finns are getting ballsy. <laughs> Line A was like, are you going to be the guy that passed up on the next Alexander Ovechkin? Hold your horses, Chief. 
I'll still take Matthews it's, over. It's, it's, <laughs> again, it's it's almost like I know we're going to a different sport, but like NFL guys, like if a guy is like dra- is potentially said, oh, you're going to be like the top five, and he drops like fifteen. The first thing that the interviewer says, so how do you feel? I'm a bit pissed off at the whole league because they screwed up. And like, okay, yeah, you're going to get hit by a fucking linebacker, and you can knock your ass out for a yeah. comment like that. I don't think kid the geese kids should just simply just tow the company line and go. You know what? When I get to this team that ever drafts me, I'm going to give it 200%. Thank you. Goodbye. That's it. Uh, What's the most important thing? or What is your definition of being a successful NHL player? Everyone's going to give you the same answer. No one's going to be like, I score goals. I want to score goals. Everyone's going to say, well, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be part of the team. Um, Winning a championship (laughs) is the greatest goal that I can accomplish. Sorry. There's definitely... A hundred of those draft eligible guys out of 103 that are going to be like, I'm going to get my ass paid. I'm going to score a lot of goals. I'm going to get paid. And no matter what happens at the end of the day, I go home a millionaire. My bank account's what's best for business. <clears throat> yeah, it's what's best Bitches. for business. <laughs> <sighs> Triple H. Darren Drager from TSN Radio expects that Mitch Marner's camp to take negotiations with the Maple Leafs past July 1st. That's because he wants to test the waters. Yes. See if anybody gives him an offer sheet. Offer sheet. I I can't see a team not giving him an offer sheet. I can't. Guy had ninety four points last year. So what does it say to Mitch Marner, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the simple fact that we go back one season, this happened to who? Matthews, right? No, the other guy with the W last name. On Toronto? Yeah. They just went through the same thing last year. Who the hell is the guy with the W? Uh, Nylander. Nylander, sorry. William Nylander. There's, a, there's your W. Right? So, like, last year they went through with Nylander, right? A couple months or whatever before that, they had to go through the whole Tavares kind of thing. It doesn't sound good coming out of Toronto. And then with the news that... Um, uh, Nikita Zaitsev asked to to get his ass hauled out of there, and Toronto's doing their best to. I, it doesn't. I don't s- think you. I I would say the personal reasons with Zaitsev are yeah. I don't like Babcock. <laughs> well, like that other Russian kid was like, who who can I talk to about your coach? Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, okay. He's okay. I'll give me one year deal. <laughs> but when it comes to Marner, I think Toronto, because he's a hometown kid, mm-hmm. they want him to take. A hometown discount, which but, after what he's seen everybody get in the past two years, yeah. Why do Why do I gotta fucking bend over? That's essentially what he's saying. Like, why do I gotta be the guy that bends? When there's going to be teams, and that's what I want to see. Our team's gonna pay me what I want. So then begs the question: Is this Toronto money or is this NHL money that he wants? You know what I mean? Like, is like because Toronto's shelling out big cash. Like, oh, like he wants Toronto to give him eleven, but he'll come sign with the Devils for eight. No, I think he's going to want 11 no matter where. where. I think he's going to want anywhere between 9.5 and and 11. We've talked about it before. I'll give him 9.5. And And when you give Hall? Probably the same. Same contract. Yeah. And Nico, I give him a little less. And then you go out and get Eberle, and you start getting a defenseman possibly. Eberle and Hall were hanging out last night at Uh, the Toronto Raptors game. Zaitsev, I wouldn't mind. No, he's but, not. Then, but then here's the other part of it. 
obviously you're taking on money. You're taking on whatever. What do you give back? If you're taking on a full contract, you got to give less, right? We're in the we're well. Any team that trades for him is in the position of power because he doesn't want to be there. Right. So it's, you got to be like, what's the best bottom of the barrel deal I can get for what's him? What's the lowest prospect <laughs> that I can give you? Realistically, okay. And Toronto would be, I think, Toronto with their money issue, they would probably just be happy with taking a pick. I'll give you a third round pick. Third for Third round pick, yeah. Because fuck it, take the two in either draft kids or take the two and get something good. I mean, but, he's not a bad defenseman. <clears throat> he, it's just again with our defensive coach with fucking. Nazardine, Nazardum. He, I know. I know. Is is it going to help us bringing this guy in? And is he going to take away right. a spot Let's from Ty Smith? So then that would mean we're trading a butcher. We're trading a. No, no, no. I wouldn't trade a player. They don't want money back because they're, oh, they're, they're, they're cap strapped. Yeah. Right. They want that four million dollars. All right. Look, I'll give you a third round pick. All right. Fuck you. All right. Cool. Good luck. I'm, good luck. When I give Marner nine and a half million. Yeah. And I, okay, so let's 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 play a little fantasy GM. Okay, you trade for uh, Zaitsev, you give up a third, you take on his contract. Do you still give Marner a yes? Okay. Well, again, I, I've always said I take my swing at McAvoy, mm-hmm. and but Boston's going to match. Yeah, considering that they're now in the Cup Finals, it's, they're going to match whatever. They're going to look at him at the end of the season and go, you know what? We made the Cup Finals. Whatever you fucking did, don't do it again. Well, if Boston wins the cup and McAvoy gets his ring and then we offer, you know, maybe for him, hey, I got my championship. Maybe now it's time for them to make a run for the money. Oh, the possibilities of our team going into the future. All going to be popped come July 1st. (laughs) High roller coaster going up on on June 21st. It's going to be Mitch Marner does the, the Tavares. I'm inviting five teams and you're like, oh, 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 and the devils aren't nope. one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> here we, here, hot ham, damn, here we go again. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs allegedly, according to Pierre Brun, <clears throat> LeBrun, um, and the Los Angeles Kings. I laugh because I don't understand this preliminary discussions on a Patrick Marlowe trade. Why? I, I mean, again, Marlowe has a full trade, full no movement trade clause, where he has to okay any trade. That's one. Two, he just built like a beautiful house in the suburbs of Toronto. I mean, I granted, I think he's from that area. Mm-hmm. So why would he leave? I, I, Three, why, why would he why? go back to California? I mean, other than the fact that it's California. Four, why would he go back to California to the rival of the team yeah, that, he, yeah. that he played against all these times? And another one, why would the Kings do that? Oh, he still has wheels. He can still skate. Put him on a line, it, and it depends what they're sending back. Because it's not, it ain't going to be Kobe. No, it's oh. no. I, I. That's you know what I mean. I I wouldn't if I'm the Kings. I would say, hey, we're going to give you Kobe. If I'm Toronto, no. But I'll tell you who I would take if I'm Toronto. I would I would look at Dustin Brown. I would look at Dustin Brown. I don't know what his contract is off the top of my head, and I'm not going to type it in because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. But if he's making roughly the same amount of money, and maybe he only has a year left, yeah, and it's a quick off the books. Yep. Yeah. But 
Yeah, there you go. I, I saw that and I go, why would the Kings? Why would the Kings do that? I, I get why the Leafs would do it, trying the to Kings shed need, money. The Kings but... need to to mix something up. They're also gonna. I I I've read that they're looking to trade Tyler to Foley. Uh, who? The Kings. Is well, I mean, they have McClellan now, right? Yeah, that's the other reason that the Kings and Marlowe, you could put them together because. McKellen and the Sharks Mm. and Marlowe. Maybe. So, I mean, it does fit a little bit better. The stories fit, but... The narrative. I mean, simply I look at the Kings, yeah, they got a coach, but it's like, well, they shit the bed last year. Oh, they were bad. So... But on the other side, Quick wasn't there for a lot of the time. Mm. You know, it's, it's not to make excuses. I mean, we didn't have Corey, so... Yeah, but look how he did in the, uh, Playoffs or for the playoffs. Uh, playoffs. Um, he did well. Corey did. So that's yep. promising for next season. He did well in the world championship. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, he so, had like a, a 902. Nine, yeah, no, 920-something. 920, yeah. So uh, I mean, I'll take it. If he can come into the NHL next year with, with a 920, a 920, we'll be in a good spot. Speaking of good spots. Yeah, we were talking about fighting. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about the playoffs real quick? I mean, playoffs. One up, <laughs> up one one. It's what two two sevenths of the way there from what I wanted to uh, to put out there. I I'm saying Blues and seven with Maroon with the miraculous Bobby Orr <laughs> goal in overtime to win it for St. Louis. It's gonna be an earthquake if he fucking jumps <laughs> in the air like that. <laughs> um, how do you how do you think so far after two games it being tied one one that that it's played? I I think with when Boston. I I thought they were going to lose the first game. Yeah, and be, they looked rusty. Yeah, that's the ring rust. You know, like their ring rust Ugh, definitely was, showed in the first period. I think St. Louis was up two nothing. Yeah, or two one. Or yeah, two nothing or two one at the end of the first, and then Boston kind of fell into their groove. Um, but there, there's a concern on both sides. One is on Boston; their top line is not doing anything. That. Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak line. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got the empty netter what? in game one, but I mean, that's empty calorie goals, you know, like, but they're not doing anything. If I'm a Boston fan and your best line right now is your fourth line with Crowley and your third line with Mojo, hmm. you know, mm, on the other side, if that line turns it on, or finds their groove, it, it, it could be trouble. I mean, I hate it. I hate to say, but I, I, I would, I would have the Bruins in six. Just because they're deep, they have the experience, and they, and, they, and, and that what, line what, can't be that bad. And what did they do in, in game one? Right, they came back with four unanswered to yeah. win. So that that's, I mean, it was like a spark kind of thing. Like you said, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, back. that's they're that's back. all it takes yeah. to get to. Maybe that's Bennington's thing. Get to him often, mm-hmm. and he's done. I mean, but St. Louis in game two, I mean, even though it was an overtime game, St. Louis controlled the second and third period of that. <clears throat> Rask really, you know, kept Boston in it. Um, but the thing I like about St. Louis is they are following through on every hit. Guy makes okay. the pass. You have three seconds to hit him. And they're making sure that they they hit, they, they hit that D. 
especially Chara. And now that, uh, what's it, Oscar Sunquist? Yeah, he's got a game. He's got a game for hitting Matt Grizzlick. I don't think Grizzlick. I knew. I was watching the game with my wife, and I was like, that guy's knocked out. She's like, how could you tell? I was like, because they're carrying him yeah. to the locker room. I was like, his legs are, he's on rubber leg street. And I had to explain that to her because she's not a big JR fan. <laughs> you, you could have just said they were Jello. Yeah. <laughs> but Jello, you would have gone. Jello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the joke somewhere in there, but not for this show. <laughs> Will fighting ever exist in the next five years? <sighs> Your quick answer is no. Here's why. You're never going to get rid of fighting in the NHL. No. no. You're not going to get rid of it in the AHL. But they're making it damn near impossible to fight anywhere below those two leagues. So most players come from what? Like the Canadian Junior League, Europe, they rarely fight. So what they're trying to do is chop away at the people who would fight at a younger age so that if they do make it to the NHL, you're not going to have any fighters. Yeah, I mean, the, the days of the goons, and I don't know if I put this on here as a question yet. Yeah, it's really the next topic. But I, I don't think you will see. I think you will see fighting under 100 fights. There need, there's obviously got to be on-ice policing. Right, which but, is... But I don't think that it's going to be one of those where you go out and you have your... How many people? Are, how many roster spots are there? Twenty-four or twenty-five? There are four lines of three, so it's twelve. Sixty is eighteen, and two goalies is twenty. So you're not doing nineteen players and a goon, right? I don't. I don't think one of your signings is going to have to be a fighter, especially something like in the Metropolitan Division where there's the Devils, Rangers, Flyers, and Penguins who all fucking hate hate each other. Well, that's yeah. That's really the next topic, but. Will it be there in five years? Probably not to the extent that it is now where it's like you give the example of the Rangers and Devils in the Stanley Cup Finals, puck drops, drops, gloves drop. No, I think it's more or less of if if you hit somebody the wrong way, it's okay. Has there been a fight in the playoffs yet? There probably could have been. Early on? No, with, with the last game with that hit. But they separated those two fairly quickly or he just. Yeah, but Sun- Sunquist isn't it. a fighter. Like but somebody not... else could have, right. like a maroon could have came in, and you know. But you, there aren't like there aren't going to be the Jerome McGinley, mm. no, look Cavalier, fucking just drop the gloves and fight. No. I don't think you're going to see that. Or was it Crosby and and Claude Giroux? Like I don't think you're going to see. That. I think what you're going to see is fights are going to go down like twenty percent each year. And I would say five years from now, so what is that, 2024, you will see less than 75 fights in a season. You'll end up being one of those, like, Brian Boyle goes in there and pops you in the head and goes, drop your fucking gloves, and we're going to go down to the ice real quick, but I'm going to get one in on you. You're not going to have the Cam Jansen kind of... Ty Domi kind of shit, no. But you do need fighting in the game. You do. To, to police it, yes. It needs to be policed because you take fighting out of the game, you're going to see a hell of a lot more cheap, cheap shots. shots. Look you're going to see a lot more of Tom Wilson cheap shots, and nobody is going to fight him. And Brad Marchand. Right. You have to throw him in there. Yeah. But Brad Marchand doesn't fight. At least fucking Tom Wilson fights. He rings the bell, you know. 
Can a team afford to have a guy on the roster named Arn Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> the enforcer. Um, no. Not now. Not The game's sped up too much so that you have some guy like a Ty Domi or, or a Tom Wilson going, okay, I'm going to get on the ice and here comes the choo-choo train. But the Tom Wilson gonna... can play. Like, Tom Wilson can play. He plays on fucking Ovechkin's line. But I understand what you're saying. You're not going to have a guy that can just sit on the bench like a bisonette, you know, for four minutes. Play four minutes a game. And have the coach tap you on the shoulder and you know what your go job ahead, is. Go ahead, yeah, go. Like, yeah, or play a regular shift. You know, like, who was that fucking meathead that we had on the Devils? <laughs> meathead? This uh, year? Andrew Peters. Remember, like, we had Andrew Peters for a he's, while. He's the guy that didn't strap, didn't, wasn't he one that didn't strap down his jersey and then he got dumped? It's possible. They, but, no, that was uh, uh, Pierre Luc. Well, Pierre Luc LeBlanc. I mean, we can name all the meatheads that we had. Meatheads. They're not even goons, they're meatheads. No, but they're just, like, Andrew Peters is like six foot seven. Yeah, you know, yeah, and we had, head. who was the other? Jim McKenzie's. And, like, these guys, I'm sure they're they're absolutely loved by their teammates in the locker room and shit, but they can't, they couldn't skate. Mm. You know, like, today, this game is so fast and so skilled that you're going to need a guy. If you're going to have a goon on your team, he's got to be a Tom Wilson-like player. He's got to be a guy that, like Miles Wood, that has that speed, has got a limited skill set. But you can play him a regular shift. But if need be, you can tap him and be like, Take your five minutes. Go get him. You know, like, I'm sure, I don't know if Ray would do it. I would say it's probably more like Mike Greer would go over. And let's say Tom Wilson, I'm sure, I think he cheap-shotted somebody on the Devils this year. Pretty sure he did. I think it was one of the earlier games. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the first games of the season. Like, that's where you go over and you go, like. Next line, go. Uh, you're going to let him get away with that, Wood? And that's all you have to say. Mm-hmm. Those days of wasting a spot on like a Bob Probert or a Knuckles Nyland or a Domi or I'm trying to even think, even Danico. We or even go with our team like like the Cam Jansen like and yeah. and and um, uh, Clarkson when he first came up, there was like spitting images of each other. Yeah, I mean, there, you're always gonna have that rookie that comes up. Oh, I think this year it was like Bastion. Oh, it was where Gabriel, he came Gabriel up and, and, um, and Gabriel, like Gabriel's, I mean, he can skate a little bit, but boy, is he, he, he's better off playing soccer with the puck. He was, he was trying to make an impression when there wasn't an impression, that type of impression was needed. He, he was like fighting and everything else. It's like, mm. he's fighting for a job. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. But when we're trying, when you're trying to cultivate a winning kind of thing and, and hitting lines and changes and scoring goals and get you don't need those five minutes of disruption no but but he uh who knows where he's gonna be this year but on the other side mm-hmm. <clears throat> our barry melrose of espn after the last oh. game yeah yeah you know espn they used to follow hockey um they are they like down to like three people now like linda Cohn, barry melrose and um butcher grass that's that's four um, not Bob Levy. What the hell is his name? Gary Thorne. No. Who's the guy that sits with Melrose? That does that. that it's that, Butcher Gross. No, that's not Bucci. Anyway, so I think there's out of what we recall. Oh, I, yeah, they used to have everybody. Now it's down to four people. 
who and I'm sure all the other I don't even know who their anchors are. I don't even watch ESPN anymore. But I'm sure there's like, oh yeah, hockey, rah rah rah. Next we have. I don't need know. to see Stephen A. Smith talk about hockey. <laughs> In, <laughs> um, but uh, stick to basketball. Yeah, I, I just he turned around and said. This might be the new, because after St. Louis won in game two, he was like, this might be the new prototype of the way the team, big, fast, and heavy. No, it, it, that's not the prototype. That was Just, the prototype for every team. No, that was the prototype for the NES game, ice hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, fat guys. Um, that was the prototype for every team after 1996. When the Flyers were throwing six foot seven monsters, you know, Carl Dykehouse, even though he couldn't skate, <laughs> and Kevin Holler and Holla, Holla, Holla. and the Hatcher brothers and, and whatnot on the ice just because they were fucking monsters. So who are the best fighters of all time? We'll go backwards. Backwards. A lot of these are older guys. I mean, I've only probably seen three of these guys fight in my lifetime but uh, i can only recall one actually you you don't know rob ray Mm-mm. he was the buffalo sabers guy where they made the fight strap rule he would always take his he would take yeah, when we get to him. Okay. so dave tiger williams he was a flyer mm-hmm. um probably most famous if you google or youtube him he scored a goal and rode his stick <laughs> <laughs> okay i've down the ice, but he was. I think he I holds still, the record. I still say that is the best celebration ever. I think he holds the record for uh, penalty minutes in a season. Dave Schultz, another one. I actually, when I was in high school, Dave Schultz coached a high school team that we played against. Nice. Yeah, he cursed at me. How'd you feel about that? I felt good. Big, big NHL. Fired guy. me up. Fired me up. Um, Thanks, coach. He was another one of those Broad Street bullies back in the day where everybody would get the Philly flu when they would play them in the 70s. I don't, (laughs) Coach, I don't feel good because you knew you were going to get the ever-loving shit beat out of you. (laughs) Now, Rob Ray is one that we were talking about. Rob Ray was Buffalo Sabre for a long time. Um, He was a guy that in the early, late, mid-90s to the early 2000s, when he would fight, you would he had his shoulder pads sewn into his jersey. So you would go and grab his jersey and try to pull it over his and head. pull it to like kind of pull him and his jersey, his shoulder pads, everything would just come off. So there he is, just bare chested, and you've got nothing to fucking grab onto. Chest hair. No, he's <laughs> old Canadian white boy, completely, you know. But you would try to like grab him, and there'd be nothing, and he has you tied up. And he would just, so they added the rule because Rob eventually decided to start, you know, there'd be a fight, gloves would drop, and he would just take his shoulder pads and jersey off, and he'd be there bare-chested. So he cheated. Yeah, so that's why the fighting strap is in jerseys. Mm. I mean, you have 97 jerseys, so I'm sure the fighting strap's in all of them. No, not all. Terry O'Reilly, none of them? Mm, You have to have. Like like two or three of them. But the the old school ones. No, 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 I just, no. I actually got um, one of the new uh, Adidas ones. They have them. Because those are the legit ones. Mm. Uh, Terry O'Reilly, famous Boston guy. Fast. Probably most famous for jumping into the crowd at Madison Square Garden 
with Mike Milbury and beating people up in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then these two, you could probably go back and forth. Ty Domi. Ty Domi, who I met when the draft was in New Jersey when we traded for Corey Schneider. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bigger than him. <laughs> wow. I had my picture taken with him, and like he's got his fist up, which I'm sure he does with fucking everybody. Of course. His fist looks like a sledgehammer. <laughs> wow. But his body is so small. Like he's so like he, height so, wise. So, so you think he's like an Ivan Putski? From- <laughs> <laughs> but Ty Domi, man, he not only that he was a personality. Do you remember the show Nip Tuck? Yes. Remember the blonde, the hot blonde in it? Mm-hmm. He he's been dating her for like ever. <laughs> so good for you, Ty. <laughs> he doesn't just have a hammer on his fist, apparently. Oh, <laughs> ding ding. And the uh, the heavyweight champion, <laughs> Bob Probert. Yeah. Bob Probert is the, the king of fighting, was the king of fighting, probably led to his death. Um, he's got a movie coming out, a documentary about his life and stuff. Bob Probert, I think it's called The Enforcer or mm-hmm. something. Uh, most of the stuff that you see Bob Probert, the guy enjoyed fighting. Like, it wasn't like, oh, man. Like, if you read, like, I've read a lot of books about, there's a, a book called The Code that I read. And it's about fighting. And a lot of these guys that they interview, they talk about the anxiety that they went through. Like going into Detroit, you're playing Detroit. You know that tomorrow's game, you're fighting Bob Probert. And that anxiety, I'm sure fighters in boxing and UFC and whatnot go through that too. But the just knowing you're going to have to fight a guy like that to stay in the lineup and, and whatnot. But like Probert, enjoyed it like not that he walked around with a smile and he demanded such respect and he had he had a lot of demons in his life he wasn't allowed to play in canada for the longest time because of a a kuznetsov problem (laughs) but i'm looking forward to seeing that documentary there you go perhaps we can talk about on the show when it comes out yeah i think we did that once before oh yeah now we have a lot of wrestling news Oh boy. WWE, you have competition. Now, I'm not going to start like other people. If you went online oh my God. It Saturday, it was, it was like <laughs> knob fest. <laughs> like everybody was blowing fucking AEW. Jesus. Not everybody. Everybody was like, it was so boring. It's like, you don't want to be like the WWE. Look, any. It, I listened to a couple interviews. I listened to Cody Rhodes' interview post post pay per view, and I listened to uh, Jericho's thing when they were just basically they weren't their characters; they were who they were. And just listening to the way that they've they're talking, obviously, it's obvious that there's a big big to do. There's a big big huge elephant in the room, and while they're not going to be them. They don't necessarily necessarily want to beat them. They want to compete with them and show that they have a better product. Absolutely. And that's what every... I, I always think of this way. Whether it's sports, whether it's political commentary, whether it's whatever. Um, if, you, if something comes out... I'll just give an example. Who's that um, AOC chick from, from New York? Who's this whole mm-hmm. thing? All right. So she's, you know, spits out there on, on whatever she feels is, is going to be the next political thing that everybody needs to ride on. Right. 
the moment people start making fun of her and all this kind of stuff, I always go, you're threatened by it. So you're being defensive. Yeah. Anything that's new. That you don't like. That you Not even that you don't even like. Anything that's new that people don't. Un, I mean, this is for another podcast. But anything that's new that people either don't understand, don't like, or aren't used to. They get defensive. They and, get defensive. And this it. is AEW. Now, look, AEW's pay-per-view. Right, they did it in Vegas. They did double or nothing, so they had high stakes on it. They needed to do that. Uh, no pun intended. No, um, Cody Rhodes taking a sledgehammer to a Triple H looking chair. People are like, oh, that's fucking corny. I go, no, it's not. Like I got it. Like I looked at it and I go, good for you because you know what? That's how many years of frustration that you just took out on that. Right. Yeah, it's how, and, and how? I'm sure that Cody had and Dustin had frustrations with triple h himself i'm sure you know like i'm sure it wasn't symbolic of oh we're taking it to the wwe i mean it it was but i'm also sure it was symbolic of a fuck you from cody to triple h for saying i couldn't do this kind of thing and it's one of those where you you saw and you go he got it out of a system that's it and then he had a great match i didn't i didn't watch the pay-per-view i didn't really but i read everything about it and they said and I don't know if this is because Jim Ross is doing the commentary on it or not, but the storytelling that Cody and Dustin did in their match was like epic. Yeah, it's but that's what. See now, what I said is it was it was it a pay per view that, and when you asked me about it, I said it was not as polished as WWE. Right. Better than TNA. Probably on right. that WCW level, right? In well, as far as production value yes. yeah, yeah. and you know camera angles, and I mean, there's not much you can do camera wise. Well, well you, know. you know what that is? Cash. They're not rolling in dough to say we're going to have everything in 19k. No, they're they're a startup. Yeah it it was it was good, but my issue before I start blowing AEW and and. There were impressive things that I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do one show. Absolutely. And and technically they did. They right. did all in. It's easy to do one show a month. Yep. As opposed to two shows a week, one pay-per-view a month. A month, yeah. You know, on top of countless other content that... 205 live and and nxt that they constantly put out if if i'm wwe and i want to make a comment not a Sami Zayn comment but like a comment about this i simply go we wish them the best of luck it's easy to put out one pay-per-view a month talk to me in october when you go live when you go live and that's it you acknowledge it you don't bash it but on the other side, you're kind of giving constructive criticism. How you, you you could be saying that they're bashing it by saying that, yeah. Or you could say they're they're giving you constructive criticism. I just since you since you touched on it before we kind of get into all the the, the wrestlers and stuff, um, I thought I didn't obviously I didn't want I have I'm so like th- this show is going to end up being you being the WWE guy <laughs> and me being the other guy. Right, I'm like pro TNA. I'm like I haven't watched Ring of Honor, but I'm pro Ring of Honor. 
I saw AEW come out. I'm like pro AEW, right? This is how this is going back. And so I'm like, gonna be the the WWE guy. Yeah, and I'm gonna go back to being the WCW guy. That, that's how this is gonna end up because that's how, that's how I feel at the moment. Um, I don't know having having Sami Zayn do an electric chair thing and asking questions oh, and then shit talk so like bad. and and shit talk like AEW. But he didn't shit talk them. All he said was they had people in the crowd like, how come you haven't want like stupid little kid questions? Mm -hmm. And then him bashing, doing the, you know, the Kurt Angle kind of like, you know, well, why do you live in Cleveland? You know, blah, 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 kind of bullshit. And I wonder why LeBron left like those kind of comments. Cheap pops. yeah. And then cheap heat. And then he turned around and like at the end of it he was like you guys could have asked me anything how come nobody and he kind of like leaned into the mic and was like how come nobody asked me about aew and everyone's like oh and then the fucking chance started out on you could hear so one question about that one do you think vince okayed that because you saw it on tv you watched the video they cut that out right what i would say is if you see Sami Zayn losing to the Brooklyn Brawler on Monday, then you know. Then you know he didn't okay it. Because after the pay per view happened, there were many a WWE signed contracted superstar on social media yeah. praising AEW. As they should have been. And somebody wasn't very happy with it. Oh, well. Again, it, imagine, and it's easy for us to say this now, mm -hmm. but. Imagine social media during the Monday Night Wars. What it would have been. So let's get into in, into some of your um, wrestlers that impressed. I like one of them on there because it's a local dude. Uh, Joey Janelli. Joey Janela. Janelli. I watched him when I was friends with like independent guys. There were like a group of them. And I remember at one place it was like St. Anne's Church, right? So it was like, you know, it was middle school. They put put up the little basketball hoops in the gymnasium they put the ring right in the middle they pushed back the the seats all the way into the back this dude fucking climbed up the like the regular stair thing like he went to the side of the 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 stands climbed all the way up you know and they were having like a little you know like tussle Hardcore match now a little tussle on the bottom and <laughs> they were and it was funny because as i'm older i'm looking at him and they're like all tussling and all of a sudden they look up they said okay he's not there yet tussle a little bit more look up no he's not there yet tussle 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 look up okay he's ready ready guys come on he's gonna jump <laughs> I just saw, and this dude turns around, goes on top of the bars, and does a fucking moonsault. It's like I don't know, a little bit taller than probably what the the blue steel cage used to be. Yeah, well, this dude is fucking nuts. Yeah, and he was impressive. Um, the MJF guy. I don't know who MJF. He was impressive, and if you put on SmackDown, yes, when in, right in the beginning when Kevin Owens comes out and is giving a speech. Right on camera, there's a sign. You're no MJF. <laughs> <laughs> and then WWE ripped it, ripped that sign down. And then the other sign was Triple H, save us. <laughs> and they ripped that sign down, <laughs> which I don't get. I mean, that would be a great. If Vince wanted, we're going to talk about that another time. Okay. It just gets me fired up. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., of the great Brian Pillman. I did not know. Looks just like him. Really? Mullet and all. He looks like a young DDP. Ooh. Curly blonde yeah. hair, mullet. Did, did he come out to Brian Pillman's I, uh, 
the theme music? What they did, they basically did a Royal Rumble. Okay. But they did it different. Instead of one person coming out every 90 seconds or whatever, they had five people come out every five minutes. So, like, five people at a time would come running in. And you know what? How um, Chris Jericho said in his interviews, they want to be different. That's different. Yeah. Impact Wrestling, they had the five-side whatever ring. ring. That's different. I like that. That's Uh, fine. Ty Dillinger, remember him in WWE, the Mm -hmm. perfect 10? He was all right. Nothing big. But the big guy was the Luchasaurus. He's a luchador whose mask looks like a dinosaur. Is it, is it almost like the, the little um, the little luchador thingy that they used to have? No, it's more like, not La Parca. There was another guy. <laughs> La Parca. It was another guy who used I, to have like the horns and stuff. Oh, uh, ho- Hoventude? Not Hoventude. <laughs> I swear to God, I love doing this podcast <laughs> just because of all this type of material. You Hoventude? Hoventude? But... It was impressive. Most of these guys were in that Royal Rumble hmm? kind of thing. Who won it? Because uh, wasn't like the winner of that one supposed to be part of like the number one's contender for the? For I want to say or it was. It was either MJF or Joey Janela. Yeah, I want to hmm. say it was one of those two. Okay. Um, but no, no, I'm sorry. It was Adam Page. Okay. Yeah. So that all right. So they put a big name for the. Um, there was at one part, one of the wrestlers, I don't know if it was your boy uh, Joey there, but in the middle of the ring, while everyone else is fighting, the guy just lit up a cigarette and started smoking in the ring. That's Joey Janela. <laughs> yeah, that's Joey. I was like, is that guy fucking smoking in the middle of the ring right now? Yeah. Um, he, he had, and and it's it, he's like a throwback, and some of the other the, the, the indie guys that I've that I watched, they are throwbacks to that 80s, 90s WWF kind of persona, persona the heel, the the pr- promo. Yeah, the living the, the heel. Yeah, they, they, they do all of that very well. But it was just, it made me think, and I, I was talking to my friend Chris about it, and I said, like, they can do that when they go on TNT. They mm. can do that mm. because there's no stockholders. Yeah. They could, they could be... The attitude error. They could. Now. Even um, when Cody and I think it was Dustin even said that. No, it was Cody. Or no, or was it Jericho? I don't remember. Somebody's mentioned something about the blood and, and basically saying blood is okay, but not like a blood fest. Like, oh, it, it was a blood fest. Though. I, I know. Like I know. My, my buddy sent a picture and it showed. Like, yeah. You see all that blood? That's not his. <laughs> Yeah. It, it reminded me, I, I don't know if it was TNA or WCW, when when Goldust was, like, ripped open. And, like, you just see the blood just, like, pouring down, pouring out of his face. Um, there were some what-the-fuck moments. So. <laughs> Glacier came uh, out. My buddy Glacier. Glacier came did, out, and I said... Did he come out in his gimmick and the, yes. the whole Mortal Kombat gimmick with, yes. with the do, snow? No, uh. but doing, like, karate and shit. And you sure it was Glacier? It was. They said oh, it glacier. it's Glacier. <laughs> um, apparently, he's a backstage guy for the company, like him and, and, him, Dustin him and, Billy and Gunn, Cody. Yeah. Okay. Billy Gunn came out. Um, Tommy Dreamer came out. And then in the women's match, Awesome Kong, who wrestled yeah. in the WWE and in TNA, yeah. uh, she yeah. came out and came into the ring. It, overall, it was 
Bret Hart came out and just Bret showed Hart the belt. Came out with the belt. And then everybody was like, well, there goes Natalia's push. Yep. <laughs> or maybe Teddy Hart and uh, Harry Smith will get there. There say I just don't want it to become like TNA, where like they just throw people in there, like with yeah, like like, the Hogan oh, wow. thing or the Macho Man kind of thing. Where no, but like, oh wow, look, it's Harry Smith. Like, what's he doing here? Like, why? Because Bret Hart's here. You know, like you're just gonna like give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, I was kind of shocked to see Bret. I mean, it was wasn't it just recently that like it was like he had like that attachment. Well, then again, I say the same thing with Jericho. And by the way, that Jericho interview. He kind of shit talk. Vince? Yeah. Well, so did Dean I, Ambrose. Speaking of. That was of, the other one. Not, what the I'm, fuck moment. His name is not Dean Ambrose. Johnny Moxley. John Moxley. Isn't that the name of the guy from fucking Varsity Blues? I have no idea. I did, I'm like, that's his name, John. And then, then I thought about Renee. Your last name is fucking Moxley now? <laughs> and apparently, wasn't it like when this whole AEW came or whatever was going to. Like, she like clammed the fuck up. Yeah. And then she posted a picture. I saw because Sasha Banks was involved in it on on Twitter too. She posted a picture of her and like Dean Ambrose. And Sasha he was, Banks did no. Oh, okay. Renee Young. Yes. And he was in like his fucking Johnny Moxley, Moxley. and it said something like, "Always supporting you, follow your dreams or whatever." Okay, being and then Sasha Banks kind of like commented on it, like <laughs> you know something along the lines of, "It's always good to see talented people used." <laughs> But that's the other news. I mean, we we could talk about Lawler and Arn Anderson might be going to Dean Malenko is now a Sign, trainer and as, agent. As an agent, yeah. Um, I get what they're doing by signing these guys because it's almost like it's fresh ideas. It's not a you grew up with Vince, you made Vince money, now you're a now you're a booker. Like you know, it's like that whole arc. Right. This is one of those. It, all the people that they're getting came at Vince sideways and Vince, okay, I use them and maybe they can become roadies. But they are, they are really going WCW with a lot of their stuff. It's, yeah. I just hope that Vince Russo is not one of those. He put out a poster saying, if everybody fucking thinks that AEW is not, not like, in bed with, not the, in bed with WWE, I'm like, dude, get off the internet. Shut the hell up. Vince. Well, I mean, there's also the conspiracy that, Brett went to WCW. Bret Hart went to WCW as part of that conspiracy to destroy WCW. Yeah, and and according to Eric Bischoff, it was one of those. No, we just fucking ruined him. Yeah, we Day used one. him the wrong way. <clears throat> um. So yeah, so this little uh, interview that somebody had with somebody. Yeah, huh? Jericho had an interview with Johnny Moxley, and. Talk is Jericho. Is that that was yeah. his podcast, right? Yeah. And basically, Dean Ambrose. Sorry, said <laughs> John Moxley just doesn't come that out of he mouth, was right? he was frustrated before for, he got injured. Right since July, he's like since July, I knew I was leaving. And they and he said that basically Vince put a contract in front of him, and he, he didn't, didn't even, even look at it. it. Yeah, he goes, I didn't even look at the contract. Damn. But he was saying that like Vince is the problem that. You come up with all of these creative ideas, and he's so stuck in his ways that no. And he said that the he goes, I don't even know what the process is when it comes to writing. He goes, it's a bunch of guys sitting around in Stamford, you know, on a Wednesday, and then they walk through it 
you know, over the week. And he goes, and then it changes when it gets to Monday and Tuesday. Right. So you're preparing your, your whole gimmick for that. And then it's up, uprooted and twisted around. I mean, he, he didn't, he didn't say anything that people didn't know. No, but he just, I, I don't think you'll be seeing Dean Ambrose show up in a shield reunion anytime soon. Oh no. And, and he even went to the whole thing about the whole gimmick that he had to shit talk Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns cancer that he just rushed through that to do whatever. And then with Vince saying that he had to take that shot in the ass for something. And he was like, Vince, I'll do whatever you need me to do because he's that kind of guy and I'll sell it the way you want me to sell it. But he just said that the gimmicks were terrible and you could see it bringing fucking Brock Lesnar back. Can we talk about that? Go ahead. I'm I'm getting, I'm getting sick of 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 Brock Lesnar, the, the whole like him doing the whole beatbox thing with the briefcase. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny and, in and, my eyes because. And, and I said LL Cool J did it a hell of a lot better, but that's yeah. besides the point. <laughs> you illin. I'm going back to Cali. <laughs> um, I don't. The fact that they just released today, as we're recording this podcast, on Friday, um, what is it? May 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 thirty first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that he is cashing in his briefcase on Monday night at some point against yeah. against Seth Rollins against Seth Rollins, and I sit there and I go, "Wow, you're fucking afraid of AEW." It also looks like he was standing in front of the courthouse in, in New York New- City, in Newark. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of cops going around too. If you, if you heard the video, but but uh, yeah, it's true. I... But here's the thing: if he does not cash it in on Monday. And they're just using this as a, oh, is he going to do it? We got to watch. You got to watch to see if he does. And he doesn't do it. You're going to lose so many people because it's just going to be like, don't promise it. And and Bischoff talks about one of the issues that they had in WCW with the uh, finger poke of death was they promised a match with Goldberg. And at the time, I want to say it was Nash, who was the champion. They promised a match. And when it got to the nine, you know, 40 time mm-hmm. and they said, oh, this match isn't going to happen. He's like, we lost like 600,000 viewers. People just went and put on raw raw. He goes, and that was the night, the famous, if you want to see Mick Foley. Right. And he goes, we just lost because people are like, why am I going to watch this? I could watch a championship match. And yeah, it's so if they don't have him cash in. It's it's going to be people are going to smarten up and go. They are really just trying to fucking trick people into watching this show. And the other part of it too is right. He cash, all right. He cashes in Monday. Okay. What if he loses? Isn't isn't the um the pap- the Indian pay per view or something tomorrow? No, it's next Friday. Week? Oh, next Friday. They said it's a week from today. A week from today. Okay. So you already have that scheduled as. Uh, um, not, yeah, Baron Corbin versus um, Seth, Rollins. Seth Rollins as your your championship title match. Does Brock in on that pay per view? No. So he'll he, make it a triple threat match. You'll, ca- you'll cash it in tomorrow, and what? Ha- it's Brock Lesnar, right? Brock doesn't necessarily lose, right? So how, do you, you're gonna you're gonna drop the belt. You're not gonna you're gonna ha- or you're gonna have Brock lose 
then what happens? You just totally destroyed his character. He didn't lose on a pay-per-view. He lost on a Monday night show. Which is one of the reasons he fucking quit, wasn't No, that was Austin. What, oh, because he dropped the belt on no, Monday? No, because Austin was going to... They wanted Austin to lose to Brock on a Monday night r- Raw. And he was like, why? He goes, you haven't built it up. You haven't built the storyline. Yeah. He goes, having me go out there and just lose straight up... Is stupid. Is stupid. Mm. And you could see, even back then, that that Vin, this is Vince's <laughs> warped way of thinking... And even the biggest stars at the time were frustrated with it. Yeah. Were, and to the point where he fucking quit. It just has to be at a point where you think about, okay, so he's going to, he's going to go and he's going to cash in. Okay. Then what happens? You're going to put the belt back on him. The fuck's going to happen with Seth Rollins. He's going to go. Hey, John, <laughs> Hey, John Moxley. Or does he win it back on Friday? In the pay-per-view that no one's going to watch. That no one's going to watch, yeah. Is that what they're going to do? They're just going to have the fucking title flip-flop every well, like two tw- weeks? Like the 24-7 bell? Ugh. Apparently, who has who, it now? Who, um, uh, not EC3. Who? Um, Elias had it. He d- Okay, the, yeah, Elias was the last person I heard that had it. So, all right, all right. So, so a person who should really have like a U.S. title or, or an intercontinental title. Now, that makes I, sense. It makes sense to give him the belt for a while. But if it's going to be like changing three times a show and I have to constantly see someone running from a group of people with refs with them. Exactly. Like, how do you have a pay-per-view <laughs> I, I, match I, with that I, if anybody I, could I, just run in? You're going to hear something like, well, there's clauses to this belt that if it's at a pay-per-view, it has to be in the ring. Oh, right. Good one. <clears throat> Makes me want to punch Vince McMahon in the face. Oh, speaking of which. Oh, we're going to. How about that? This is a mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of the best real fights. And we all know wrestling is fake. So this is one of those actual real grudges. Right. So we all know the mantra. I put this one last. We're going backwards. Mm-hmm. We all know the Montreal Screwjob. We've talked about it. That show Vice, uh, the dark side of wrestling. the ring, mm-hmm. um, has talked about it. But the infamous Montreal Screwjob. Afterwards, the match, Brett's all pissed off. He does the WCW, spits in Vince's face, breaks yeah. a bunch of fucking monitors and whatnot, um, goes back into the locker room. <laughs> and Bret Hart tells Vince, I'm going to shower. You better leave before I come out. You better not be here when I come out. And he comes out, and he, Brett is naked, gets dressed, is tying his shoe, and as he stands up, Vince is standing over him, and he's like, it's we lock time. up like it's a wrestler, time. And he goes, I just hit him with the most beautiful uppercut right into his face. He goes, I took him off of his feet, and he's out cold when he hit the ground. I want to, I, when he said those words, and I listened to it, I wanted to be a fly on that wall and see that happen. I saw the aftermath of Vince doing his stumble, his stumble walk with his shirt hanging out, and him looking a little dazed and confused. I was like, if that's like real, real, he fucked oh, what, is he, up. And he showed up on Raw like two weeks later, and he still had a fucking black eye. Black eye. And then they and then they had a turn. And that's and that's the, the that's what, turn of wrestling. That's what happened when Vince McMahon, the commentator, turned into Vincent Kennedy McMahon, yep. the Mr. McMahon character. And, uh, this one I had to look up because this is an older one, but uh, Sid versus Arn Anderson. 
apparently this is back in the WCW days. Mm-hmm. Um, they were drunk somewhere. I think on a plane. Wasn't no, it? no, not this one. They were drunk at a bar after a wrestling show, and they kept pumping each other's ego, like how much one could lift and how much champions and blah, 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 which led to them going back to the hotel and having a scissor chair fight <laughs> where one of them had a, a pair of scissors, one of them had a chair, and they were fucking swinging at each other to the point where it left both men bloody and having to go to the hospital to get stitches and medical attention. And they, the, the, if you read some of the comments, it's like from like Haku and shit. It's like there was just blood everywhere in the hotel hallway. The fucking invention of hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hardcore. Yes. Oh, my God, Joey Styles. Oh, my God. So this was when, I don't know if it was when Lawler was, like, fired or when JR was cerebral palsying, mm-hmm. but when they brought in Joey Styles after <sighs> ECW died. This has got to be yeah, when they 2001, pre-9-11, because I was definitely in college. And Joey Styles comes in, and JBL bullied the shit out of Joey Styles. He kept calling him uh, Bingo Hall and all this other stuff. And Joey Styles had enough, and he fought back. And <laughs> he kept pushing. JBL kept pushing him, kept pushing him. And fucking Joey Styles hit him with a hook and knocked him out. <laughs> Does it, was this live on air? No. It was like one of those backstage things. And everybody was there and saw it. And everybody made Joey Styles became the hero. This isn't the only one. If you look up real fights, yeah, JBL shows up like four or five times. So he lived his APA character. Yeah, where he lived his other asshole character. Oh, that too. Um, Nails, remember Nails? Nails? He was he like the prisoner that what's his yeah. name always the big boss man. Him and the big boss man. That was supposed to be a big. Uh big to do well nails apparently was one of the first guys to try to hold vince hostage at a pay-per-view mm. and he complained about he wanted more money and vince basically said you're fucking nails <laughs> you're fucking and he nails. jumped vince and jumped across the table and started choking vince and that was the last you ever saw, saw of nails. nails ever like i don't even think you could look him up on the wwe network probably not they scrub that shit pretty good uh, Savage and Hawk. Savage started flirting. I'm assuming this is after Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth um, flirted with Hawk's wife. This was at a bar and whatnot. Hawk slapped the shit out of Savage. And years later, Savage was at a fucking Kid Rock concert. Yeah. And Hawk was there. And Hawk, you know, this we're talking years later, yeah. came up and was like, hey, macho, you know, how's it going? Shook his hand. And fucking Savage just <laughs> slapped him across the face. And it led to them. They were like, not backstage, but like side stage. And it led to them rolling around. And like it said in the thing, like Kid Rock, like singing and looking over and just seeing these two men rolling around on the floor side stage. Holy shit. WrestleMania's here at my show. Woo. <laughs> So, Hawk, Haku and the Brutus. beefcake? Yeah. Beefcake. So, Haku, who's legendary for apparently being a real fucking fighter. Like, all of the things I read. He's up. Him and JBL are in this thing a lot. <laughs> so, Brutus complained to management. I want to say this was in WCW. 
that Haku was hitting him too stiffly. And they went to Haku and was like, you got to tone, like, it, down, yeah. tone it down. He got pissed off, walked straight to the shower where he knew Beefcake was showering, yeah. choked a naked Buddhist Beefcake, picking him up off of the ground. And Haku had to come in and basically like, not Haku, Hogan, uh, Hogan. had to come in and like talk him down. Bro, brother, brother, you, you listen gotta, up, brother. You gotta, you gotta take him down now. Take him down slow. He's naked. Brother, his, his junk is just flapping around on your elbow. <laughs> Get the tongue and death grip off of his balls, Haku. Stop. So number two here. <laughs> number two, <laughs> Batista and Booker T. Jesus Christ. So they were arguing. We're coming because- for you. Because right. Batista was apparently acting like a diva. This was before. Before he was really a diva? This was right before Evolution. So he was acting like a diva at this photo shoot, and Booker T basically kept calling him out, and it led to them rolling around poolside. And it led to Booker T having a huge fucking black eye? Not on his eye? <laughs> And then one of the more famous ones, and I think we talked about this. I don't know if we did it on on the show mm. live, but uh, Y2J and Goldberg. I, I don't. So Do you... this was when Jericho was just starting to take off. So this is obviously in WCW. In WCW. Mm-hmm. And Goldberg, you know, Jericho being Jericho, ponytail and all you know, was calling out Goldberg. Like, making jokes, calling him, uh, what the fuck did he call him? Gold money. Which is not far from the truth. You know, calling him out, and and they had him wrestle in a pay-per-view, a guy that looked like Goldberg. I don't know if it was Gilberg. Gilberg. But they had, you know, Jericho beating him, and Jericho would say things the next day on TV, like, Jericho won. Goldberg, nothing like right because this was during the streak. <clears throat> Bill didn't like it because he kept saying, "I don't do this comedy shit. Okay. I don't do this comedy thing." And all right, his character didn't wasn't anything other than come out, wrestle, and go back. Go it was, back. It was business. Next? Yeah, business. Okay, it was all business. But if you think about it, like. He could have stayed. He could have just let Jericho make fun of him, make fun of him, make fun of him, make fun of him. And then come in, spear, jackhammer, bang, it's over. And you still keep your dominance. And I think that's what Jericho was looking for. He didn't really care about winning or losing. It was more about storyline. Let's sell the storyline. Let's sell T-shirts and, you know, all of this stuff that we can do. And this even, if you fast forward all the way to his AEW promo, that's along the same lines. He wants to sell the story. Yeah. Which makes him, I think, a good, I don't know what, employee? Ambassador? Sure, for wrestling in general. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't see Jericho having a problem putting somebody over in a losing manner. If, and not to say it's, if it's best for business, but if the whole storyline is that's where it needs to end and that's how it's going to end, fine. Right. So Jericho's the champion now, isn't he? No. I think it's, it, for some reason, it's now, because Jericho beat Kenny Omega, right? Omega, right. Omega, whatever. And then Moxley came out and shit-talked Jericho, right? So now that's a 
but then Moxley's first match is against Joey Janela. I don't understand that. But so because, I think it, I think because the, what's his name Adam Adam Page Page won their Rumble, so, so he gets a title shot. So I'm sure it's the Adam Page and Jericho for the title. Then I would assume, and I'm assuming that they're giving that title away on the first that October show. I'm I'm assuming. Hmm. I don't. Know. Don't they have another paper here coming up? I heard. I, they Jericho, have two of them. Yeah. So I don't. And unless this is that whole, I'm doing a storyline. And yes, the pay per views are nice, but these pay per views are setting up for our day one, and which fine. Look, you know what? That's going to bring people to watch that show. Right. We're gonna bless you. We're <laughs> gonna go ahead and and put this as our main event on our first TV show. Boom. You're you're gonna have a flood of viewers. Yep. But going back to the Goldberg Jericho, Jericho didn't mind. He didn't care losing. He just wanted to lose at a pay per view. And I guess Goldberg came in and basically said, like, it ends today. It ends today. This match, we're going to do it on a Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm sorry, Nitro. Nitro. Yeah. We're going to do it, and it's going to end today. And Jericho was like, fuck it, fine, whatever. And then that, from, again, what uh, Bischoff said, he goes, that was the moment that I knew Jericho was going to the WWE. Because you could see on his face that he was never going to reach that next level that he did in the WWE. And he said the same thing, something similar in his interview, that at one point in the WWF, he knew it was over, and that was it. Yeah. It's exciting times for wrestling. I like it. It's exciting because there's something else to talk about and, other and than, saying boy, the story Vince fucking stinks. sucks. Yeah. But, if you and if you really think about it, yeah, AEW has to keep it on a, not on a steep upward tilt. It needs to just climb and climb yeah. and climb and climb. It, little little they steps. Don't, they don't need it. to hit home runs or grand slams. They need to hit singles yeah. constantly. And I'm okay with that. Yep. And I, I honestly think that AEW is going to be the second coming of WCW. I'm just hoping that from an ego standpoint, which may not happen because of look i i read um an article uh, that terry funk did um talking about he was up talking aew and saying that the only reason that this is going to succeed is because dustin and cody their father was dusty Rhodes, and dusty Rhodes taught them to respect the business well they, the other thing is their roster really isn't that big so they're, they're, I mean, you have Kenny Omaga, who's a big superstar overseas. Jericho even said, nobody knows who he is. They saw who he was and they're enamored by it. So now he comes stateside. That's even better. So who do they have? Cody Rhodes. Okay. He's not, he, he, they're not putting the strap on him, which I'm not surprised about because right, cause that'd be Kevin Nash ish yeah. style. Um, so, so they just say you have Cody Rhodes, you have Chris Jericho. Dusty Rhodes. Dustin. Dustin. Mm, I'm not really... That, that. Right, but he's a name. Okay. The Dustin. artist formerly known as... You have Moxley. You have Moxley. That's four. <laughs> um, Glacier. Sure. <laughs> 4A. <laughs> but what I mean is... You, the you, problem with the WWE, and we talked about it last week, is there are 75 wrestlers, there, and there are... Seven belts. I read something. I forget where it was, and I forgot to note it down. 
but somebody did like an analytical thing. I know you hate analytics, but in the last two weeks, right, there's like 70-something people on a roster. 20% or something like that of them haven't even been on TV in the past two weeks. And that's and they didn't drop names, but like the little you know thumbnail picture was of uh, Nakamura. Yeah, him. You don't see. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Owens. I love Rollins. I love those guys. They're great workers. They'd be good anywhere. But like Nakamura is a good worker. Yes. Okay. There's a, there's a reason he came up in 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 New Japan. But like God, it's it's just stop giving me the same I don't need to see the Usos in the Revival every match every Monday I don't need to see Rollins and Baron Corbin and this fucking orgy of five or six wrestlers who constantly have to be on top of one another it's not and again you you hear the John Moxley interview and you go yeah and and Who's going to tell Vince no? I'm sure Stephanie, Shane, on a, on a side note, why is he doing this shit, Shane? Why is he doing this? Why is he interjecting himself into wrestling? He's I, not a wrestler. I, I get it, but at least he's... You know what I could say he's doing it for? To get the respect of the wrestlers. So that way, God forbid, he takes over. God, hopefully... He takes over, and Stephanie and Triple H, they take over. Triple H is going to get any wrestler's respect. He's earned it. Yep. Stephanie is the money mouthpiece. And to the, to the, not, not to be sexist, but she has that women's division. When, when all that women's stuff came out, she wasn't Stephanie McMahon. She was, she was Stephanie McMahon talking about the women's division. Right. And she was human, out. not character, Stephanie. Yeah. And then you have, now you have Shane who's trying to wrestle and show, look, I know what you're going through. Like, yeah, it sucks. Like, dude, you're already in the company. You've got a good paycheck coming to you. Why are you taking away a storyline from me? Someone else, yeah. But someone needs to do it because Daniel Bryan, for some reason, is a fucking tag team champion. Who do you put there that has a mouthpiece that could go against Roman Reigns verbally? I think it, I think it, what it comes down to is me just simply being tired of the of the reach. I could see a retread storyline, right? Take a storyline in WWE and throw it in uh, AEW or TNA. I'll watch it. Right, I don't. It's I, different I, guys. I don't want to watch it in the WWE anymore, or at least change up. Like you know, if you're having another Hulk Hogan Andre the Giant fight, make it different. Don't make it the small guy and the and, and the fat guy or, or you know what I mean? Do it like, you know, Shane and, and, and if Stephanie was a man, you know, battling it out for dad's affection or some shit like that. Right. Two brothers. But not I mean, even if they wanted to totally blender the whole fucking thing mm-hmm. the Triple H save us sign works. Works. Yeah. Make him the savior. Make him fight Vince for creative control of the company. When Vince Yeah. And you have enough time so Vince can do it before he like can retire. He's not going to wrestle, but you have Triple H and you have Vince walking. You could still have him as an on-TV character. Just have him going around scouting people to represent him against Triple H at 
SummerSlam. Survivor Series. Yeah, they've done that, though, multiple times. Just a one-on-one matchup. Or do it at a point where it's like the two of them are, are, are in the middle of the ring, right? And it simply ends with Vince going, if you have the balls and if you really want the brass ring, knock me the fuck out. Even say, Bret Hart me. And there's a whole, you know, rigmarole, all, all Monday Night Raw-ish, all the way up to the top. As soon as 11, 11.15, whatever the fuck time Raw ends now. No, it ends at 11 o'clock on the button. It's not that five minutes anymore. 10.59.59, yep. you see a fist hit his chin. Sopranos moment. Speaking of which, that house is for sale. Sopranos house is? 3.4 million. 3.4. Every other house in the neighborhood, yep. 1.5. Wow. So apparently, <laughs> before we end. Uh, yes. Yes, you have the revivals. Yes, are 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 out. The Good Brothers, Sasha Banks, have all asked for their release. Ooh, ooh. And do you think Vince is going to give it to them? Oh hell no! Not the revival. Not, they're not going to give it to Sasha Banks either. They're going to oh, Sasha Banks. Yeah, they're like, guess what? You 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 haven't wrestled in a month. You owe me a month, on top of your whatever time you got left. Like they did with what's what's his name, Luke Harper. You know what? Honestly, all all Vince needs to do, right? Because this is just a Vince thing to do. You want out? Your ass hits that door over there. You're never allowed to come back in. Yeah, that yeah, but see, Vince has to know. I mean, TikTok, Father Time. Triple H, no. Triple H is willing to let the past be the past. Like, I'm sure, and we talked about it last week, if CM Punk came knocking at the door. It should be Triple H, not Vince talking to him. It should be Triple H saying, look, I apologize for not handling this the way I should have. What if he picks up the phone and goes, Cody, hey, it's, it's, what's his real name? CM Punk's real name? No, I, I forget. Who cares? It's Punk. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't see CM Punk wrestling. Yeah, I think he really kind of came out and said, I'm kind of done. Like, it's... But, hey, you know what? You want to throw money at him. You want to throw money at him. Go right ahead. Any more hard-hitting news? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spy <laughs> report. Spy <laughs> report. Sorry. Sorry, Ronnie. I'm very hey. sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's with love. It's with respect. It's not copy. Ooh-wee. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> this is going to be an apology fest for every fucking dumb. Oh, let's, just, let's just do this. What do you think? Ah. Uh, Hey, that last goal, man, that we scored was great, huh? Walking out a winner. <laughs> hey, for those... <laughs> yes, for those who don't know, when the Devils win, they play glory days. Anyway, High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. Remember, it's the perfect blend. We didn't hear this song a lot this year. That's <laughs> why you hear it on the show. The perfect blend of hockey and pro wrestling with your pals... Robin Dave, hsskpod.com, all the places you can download us. 
Player FM, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and the internet in general. You can get us on social media on Twitter and Facebook, HSSKPod. Go to the website, go to the Contact Us page, tell us how we doing, leave reviews on iTunes, all that happy horse shit. We want to know what you think of us, and we will tell you what we think of you. <laughs> all in a respectful manner. Oh, of course. Um, before we go, rest in peace, PLJ, it died today. Boo fucking hell. We gotta start the clock again? <laughs> now we're doing radio stations? <laughs> Radio's dead, fuck you. <clears throat> what? Hey, it happens. Hmm. See us. What else is there? Next week, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I don't see a show prep up there yet. What's wrong? Oh, with give you? me time. <laughs> I have the topic already. Good. Very good. Um, any other hard-hitting news or anything else from you, David? Nope. No. Toodles. <laughs>